Sexual situations and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 it surely does not matter who the host is. Hello, 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 and how are you doing today? Because that's the important part of how you're doing. And of course, if you weren't aware, let me kind of bring it up to you. Today is Thursday, April the 16th, the day normally after tax day, only 107th day of the year, and only 2.59 remaining before it's all over with. Anyways, how are you doing? Anything exciting going on in your neck of the woods? Or is everything pretty much the same as it was yesterday? Oh yeah, yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. Anyways, what we normally do here is we get you started with feature story news before I get into my nonsense or whatever you want to call it. So let's not do anything different right now at this particular point, and let's get you started with the news. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. Another 5.2 million Americans applied for unemployment benefits for the first time last week, taking the total number of unemployed in the U.S. to at least 22 million. It's more evidence of the staggering economic consequences of the coronavirus crisis as the U.S. death toll rises above 31,000. From FSN's Washington Bureau, Nick Harper reports. The Labor Department figures add to the fastest unemployment spike in U.S. history. For four weeks running, more than three million people a week have lost their jobs, something never before seen. The latest data will likely spur on the Trump administration's desire to reopen the economy, allowing people back to work, despite warnings from health officials that stay-at-home orders should remain in place for several more weeks to come. I'm Nick Harper in Washington. And President Trump later today will unveil his plans to reopen at least part of the country later this month. He says he'll hold governors accountable for the implementation of his plan, although many of them say he has no constitutional authority to do that. On the attack today, the former vice president, Joe Biden. We're risking the lives and losing the lives of the very people we're going to need to take care of the people who are, in fact, sick. The presumed Democratic Party's presidential candidate tore into president. President Trump's handling of coronavirus in an interview on MSNBC. You know, Franklin Roosevelt made the case that, look, just tell the American people the truth. I'm paraphrasing. But you got to let them know. You got to let them know you understand their pain. Did COVID-19 begin in a research laboratory in China? That unproven theory is being widely discussed. But U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says Washington has not been able to confirm that the lab in Wuhan bears some responsibility. The results are inconclusive, if you will. We do know one thing. If the Chinese government, the party, had been more transparent earlier, it would have helped us in terms of staying ahead of this virus, being able to understand its DNA, develop therapeutics and vaccines much quicker. 
He spoke on NBC in January. President Trump praised China for its transparency over COVID-19. A 99-year-old war veteran has walked 100 laps of his British garden to raise more than £12 million for the country's National Health Service. Captain Tom Moore originally wanted to raise £1,000 for the NHS by completing the challenge before his 100th birthday. From FSN's London Bureau, Benji Hire reports. With the aid of a walking frame and Donny his medals, the war veteran walked 100 laps of the 25-metre loop in his back garden, a feat he completed on Thursday morning. We're all battling for for our country, uh, which we're all so proud of, and I'm still very proud of our country. There is nowhere like ours. A bit of inspiration there for a self-isolation Thursday. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Why is it always about me self-imploding, man? I don't think I self-implode on this thing. I think we talk and we have some conversations about what's going on inside of the world, the multiverse, however you want to take a look at it, and especially what's going on inside of sometimes the safety industry, because some people tend to care about that kind of stuff. So that's why you're normally here to have the conversation. But before I get into my normal stuff, let me go ahead and give you the disclaimer. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. I don't know about the entertainment value, but I definitely want to bring you some information on what's going on. So let's take it from the very top, because that's what we do here. And on the very top of the hit list, here we go. About 300 light years from Earth, a planet just about 1.06 times larger than the Earth orbit, a red dwarf star. It's so close to the sun, it orbits, it takes about only about 19 Earth days, but its sun puts it over about 75% of the energy of ours, creating the conditions that would allow for liquid water and potentially life. The discovery of the Kepler 1649C comes from the data that was transmitted in 2018 from the since-retired Kepler telescope. So I don't know if that's something that's interesting to you, but I don't know. It seems like we continue to have some more and more conversations about different planets that are available to move to or potentially be able to move to. If you had the opportunity to go to a different planet, would you do so? And if so, why would you consider doing it? I take a look at these things and I go, wow, I think it's kind of amazing that this is an opportunity that's available to some because, I mean, let's talk about some of the stuff that was already going on, especially like with Virgin Atlantic, that they were already saying that they could take some people potentially up to the moon. But what would you do? I mean, it's, is it, is it going to be the $250,000 you get kind of halfway there and then you turn back and really not much goes on? Because, I mean, you're doing the space things. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Duh. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. America's big banks are bracing for a surge in loan defaults. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. Between Goldman Sachs, Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and Citigroup, they've collectively set aside $20 billion in cash to offset unpaid loans. All banks have seen a drop in profit of more than, are you ready for this, 40% during the first quarter of the year. So as you continue to hear the information and we continue to see what's taking place, if 22 million Americans have applied for unemployment so far as of today, what do you think is going to happen to the economy? What do you think is going to happen when things start, I guess, 
normalizing to some extent. And I don't know what the new norm is going to be. Have you given a lot of thought to that? I don't know. Well, hold up in quarantine. Americans are streaming eight hours of content a day and finishing three TV seasons a week. Meanwhile, 65% of parents are saying that they're letting their kids have increased screen time. Another 38% are logged into at least five streaming platforms at once. Over half are on rewatch over half a rewatching TV series that they've already seen on. Okay. Then let's see one third say that they have lied about seeing a show in order to make it sound like they're keeping up with the times. So does that mean that you haven't seen, what is it? Joe exotic tiger King, whatever the hell it's being called. I don't know. I take a look at these things and I go, yeah, I'm imagining there's a some increased screen time. Now I'll tell you here in the studio, we have some pretty large pipes when it comes to our little internet service on how we stream across and i i can tell you we don't do a shared kind of thing with the rest of the community um what we do is we actually have lines that are designated into us where we can actually stream out and there has been some slowness that's taken place from time to time now that is something that's pretty interesting for us because that's not something that we're used to Duh. but what the hell do i know dude i think a lot of people are definitely streaming like, I think it's interesting. As you are aware, a lot of people are out there doing some streaming stuff, doing some Zoom things. But what takes place is you have to put some camera equipment up, as we have similar to here. But what happens is there's these things called capture cards. Yeah, capture cards. And those capture cards are almost virtually impossible to come across, depending on what kind. if you're going with the popular brands that are out there, because they're sold out. Or they're so marked up, like a device that might cost you normally 100 bucks could cost you 250 because of people needing that. It kind of reminds me a lot of what was taking place when people started doing Bitcoin mining, where you could not actually get a graphics card that had enough memory in it because people were buying them like hotcakes because they were doing mining there. Anyways, how is that going? How is the Bitcoin mining going? I always think that that's interesting, that that was a big thing for a period of time. Is it still a big thing? I don't know. Hit me up. Let me know. I'm always curious about what's going on in the Bitcoin world because, you know, people said that they were going to become overnight sensations with that stuff. I had a friend that was telling me that, you know, he spent some some money on getting some coins, but it didn't pay out the way that he wanted to. And then once he started cashing them out, then they started going up. But whatever. I guess that's the way it goes. Well, 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 well. Let's continue. After a French court ordered Amazon to only deliver essentials goods and take steps to ensure worker safety, the online retailer has suspended operations entirely there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard what Amazon dis did in the good old French country. So let's continue. The order restricted deliveries to food, hygiene, and medical products. This is according to reports in the New York Times. Amazon will also appeal the decision, insisting that it has taken steps to care for the health of its workers. Had it remained operational, it would have faced um, a daily fine of $1.1 million. What do you think there? $1.1 million. I don't know. I would assume that in France, they would actually be taking... um, more chunks of money in than that so 1.1 yeah it's a lot of money don't get me wrong but when they're saying that bezos a few days ago increased his net worth by 64 billion because of the stock going up i think he could take the hit a day this is my opinion but what the hell do i know you know so what do you have going on 
I know that you come by to hear me talk about the news. I know you come by to take a listen to the different aspects of what was going on inside of the safety world. A lot of people were enjoyed some of the speeches yesterday related to safety conferences, and that's all cool and stuff. But what do you think? What are you thinking here about, you know, what's going on in the world? I mean, a lot of changes, a lot of different things going on. And I know, I know, I know it's not the easiest thing to be going through at the moment. But I take a look at this and go, this is some time that we need to sit down and consider what we can do as a group. What we can do to help. Have you given a lot of thought to that? Or are you kind of still locked up in your own world with everything going on? And believe me, either way, that's okay. Just something to think about. So I thought the timing of this one was pretty interesting. So take a listen here. As iPhone competing power and prices have continually risen over the years, Apple wants you to stay accessible to wants to stay more accessible to more consumers. It rolled out the second generation SE model, which starts at the price of $399. It's significantly smaller than the iPhone 11, but it uses the same processor as the iPhone 11 Pro. So right now, if you have the opportunity to, would you purchase an iPhone? Like, do you need another iPhone? A freaking iPhone, $399. I mean, I guess that's not a bad price, but what the freak is going on, man? This shit is crazy that you'd be releasing new products right now. And then here's the other other thing that you have to think about. How is this product considered? Because if you're doing and looking into some of these um, loans by the SBA, if you own a company, they are telling you that they want you to buy mostly American products if possible. And Apple is, I know, they people say that it's out of San Francisco, but is it considered an American company? I don't know. What, what do you think? Am I losing it today? I think I am. I kind of partially am. I don't know what's going on. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. Anyways, pretty interesting stuff there with Apple. Also, they recently rolled out a new iPad. Now, I like to get iPads. Don't get me wrong. I use them all the time. We have several here throughout the studio, but I look at it and go, I don't know if right now I'd be spending a lot of money on anything because of everything that's going on. I, I look at it and I go, maybe save as much money as you can at the moment if you want to do that because it's kind of scary what's going on. I don't know. What are you thinking? That makes sense to you? Anyways, let's continue. As business reportedly reported quarterly losses and grim projections for second quarter of the year, the Dow slipped 1.5% and shedded about 352 points. Overall, retail has shrunk by 8.7% in the month of March, exceeding the 7.1 forecasted. The Federal Reserve reported that industrial production fell about 5.4% in March, the most drastic decrease since January 1946. So as I sit around and think about this shit, and I think about what the hell is going on out there, I keep on wondering how this is going to look when you're allowed to start moving forward. When you are allowed to really, I mean, let's say, kind of have life go back to normal. What is it going to look like? What are most people going to be able to afford? Are things going to change so drastically 
that people are not going to be able to do much of anything. And I know, you know, some people are, well, I'm perfectly fine. I'm sitting here and nothing's going to happen. I have this and I have that. Well, that's some, that's not all. Will there be enough help around to do some different things there? And I'm not saying everybody's going to be greedy and not do anything because that's, I doubt that that will be the case. But it's something interesting to think about. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. Duh. While it's nice sentiment to post your old senior photo in solidarity with the class of 2020 whose graduation plans have been vastly disrupted, it's a good way to easily compromise your online security. Yeah, think about that. Using your graduation year and high school are common password recovery questions, CNN reports. If you're going to share, security analysts say that to be sure, you should have stringent privacy settings in place. I think it's always funny that people do that, that they share stuff out there for it. Like, I always love when you go to like the different social media platforms and some somebody goes, tell me your favorite color, Tell me the name of your first pet. Tell me the road that you you grew up on. And all this other horseshit. And people sit there and they answer it and repost it for other people to answer. What the hell do you think people are doing? You're giving them security answers to dipshit questions that most of those systems ask you. And you're posting them online. So if I want to go out there and I was a hacker and I wanted to actually go ahead and actually try to crack your password or reset it. What do you think I'm going to use? So kind of stupid to go out there, number one, do the post. Number two, this whole thing with, I know that, you know, we want to be socially acceptable. But come on. What are you thinking here? It's so important for me to post the year that I graduated and you see my photo too. (laughs) I just don't get it. I really don't get it. It's just kind of a world of revolution when it comes to that kind of stuff. I don't know why it's so important that you have to be involved. I mean, I understand some people are suffering. Well, how about you did this? What if you actually posted the picture? It's perfectly fine. Don't put a year. Don't put where it's from. I mean, if you're sitting there and you have a big 2010 in your hand as part of the picture, probably don't post that one. Just a thought. Matter of fact, while you're at it, why don't you just put the the last two digits of your, your year of birth while you're at it, too? Just saying. Just kidding. Calm down. I was just joking. Didn't mean anything by it. Don't take it personal. Don't know what's going on. Calm it down. It's okay. It's okay. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail for that shit because that's what happens from time to time. As it was, it's kind of funny. I got some. I got several people yesterday that interacted with me. Because I was talking about a safety conference. Oh, oh, hold on. They said I moved my hands. Safety conference. Are you really in an uproar because I mentioned a safety conference now by name? Are you in an uproar that we are having a conversation that if you give me a virtual seminar opposed to an in-person one, I'm going to complain about the pricing? Because I'm going to do that. Because let's be real, because this was part of one of the conversations that was had yesterday. If I'm going to one of these seminars, one of the main reasons I want to go 
is because I want to have the interaction with people, not necessarily inside of the classroom. You know, the networking stuff that a lot of people consider important. Duh. So think about that for a moment. Don't be so highly offended that I didn't give you an alphabet soup while talking about safety conferences. And guess what? On the Rated R Safety Show, it's a lot about what I want to talk about. Because guess who I'm talking to? There's no one inside of here. It's me talking to myself inside of a locked studio. Yeah, the studio is locked just in case. I don't know. Just something to think about. I mean, I get, I get the information that you share. I get the information and I put it out there and I talk about it and I have no problem mentioning the things that you want me to talk about. But let's think for a second. When you go to these major conferences, you're going for the standpoint of interacting with people. Yeah, the information's good most of the time. Some of the time. Whatever. I mean, I don't know why sometimes you go to some of these conferences and the classes that you attend do not qualify towards your actual credential points that you need. But that's a whole other shitty subject to talk about, but we won't talk about that right now. Anyways, a non-named Peruvian family has snatched up eight apartment units in a new complex in Manhattan, shelling out about $27 million in upfront cash. Their broker tells Wall Street Journal that the family plans to rent out the units. And with so much economic turmoil, betting on real estate is a better option than stashing cash in the banks at the moment. Totally have to agree with that. Agree, 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 agree 100% with that at the moment. Duh. I would definitely take the risk if I was betting on anything, it would be on real estate over anything else at the moment. Let's talk about a couple more things as we continue here. You're not only going here. Hold on. You're not the only one having really weird dreams. Here we go. National Geographic reports that the coronavirus pandemic dreams are very real phenomenon caused by the removal of typical environments and routines without real world stimulus. The subconscious goes into deeper into the vault for information to process a study from Leon's Neuroscience Research Center in France showed that participants recalling dreams 35% more frequently and 15% having stressful dreams. Duh. Like, I will tell you, if I had to use the term, I would say I've had very lucid dreams as of late because of everything that's going on. And I take a look at it and I go, some of the dreams that I've had are pretty screwed up or pretty fucked up, however you want to take a look at it, because of everything that's going on in my head and everything else that's going on. And I take a look at it and I go, wow, how can we manage to go out there and be able to help people when we're kind of stuck like Chuck in some scenarios? So a couple more things. So let's go into our main story. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So are you a business owner? Do you know a business owner? Do you want to talk about business for a moment? Because that's what I'm going to do right here. Did you hear this one? This broke in the news yesterday. So if you haven't heard it, I'm going to share it with you right now. The $350 billion for small business loans as part of the CARES Act ran out on Wednesday. Yeah, that's known as a pregnant pause. 
Yes, it officially ran out on Wednesday. Adding funds has hit a partisan stalemate in Congress. As Democrats gum up the works of trying to push more incentives unrelated to actual coronavirus relief. Now, of course, this is according to the news story. Meanwhile, banks are reporting having to cut off applicants due to such high demand. So if you were going out there and doing a PPP loan through the SBA, they are no more. They are gone. Boom. Bye-bye. Meaning that it has totally been ran out of money. Now, I will tell you, depending on which bank you actually interact with, there's different information depending on each bank. Some banks said that they didn't get the information until Thursday of the night before the loan started going into place, that they were going to start allowing them to go. I didn't get that information until the Thursday before the Friday of the release date. Some other places, depending if you're in a large organization or if you de- interact with a credit union, some credit unions say that they still don't have enough information out there that they're not even pushing those loans out yet. So I don't know what that means for a lot of organizations, depending where you bank, of course. And $350 billion sounds like a lot of money, because it is. And you have to take a look at it and go, okay, so it had to be first come, first serve to some extent. Did you qualify for one of the loans? Did your bank even know what the hell to qualify you for? Duh. I take a look at it and I go, it's such an interesting conversation there because there's so many different aspects to it. Did you get a loan? Do you know of anyone who's received a loan? I've talked to a couple of people and I might be able to name three off the top of my head that applied for the loan and got it. Where do you think the majority of the money went to? Remember, it was considered for small businesses, 500 employees or less. So something to think about as you move forward with that. Duh. So I would love to hear the information that you have. Do you have a business? Did you get it? Do you know anyone who got it? And if not, what are you thinking about the whole thing? Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. Take a listen to this real quick. We're going to go into, let's say, the dirt sheets, because that's how I like to refer to it. The two Democratic representatives have introduced legislation that would provide $2,000 a month to eligible Americans until employment levels return to pre-COVID-19 levels. The authors include Tim Ryan from Ohio, who has also one of the first Democratic presidential candidates to bail on the race, and Oh, representative out of California. The income threshold is $130,000 a year to receive the funds, plus another $500 per month per child, up to three children. The bill also would expand eligibility to dependents as well as other people who may not have filed a tax return in 2018 or 2019, but, but could in 2020. So something to think about as we have those conversations. How do you feel about that one? Do you think that that's something that's done? Some of the other places are doing that. I just wonder how that would work. So what do you think about other countries doing it? Would you think that that's something that they should do here in the U.S.? Anyways, let's continue to moving forward. No winner for Tuesday's night. Mega million drawing. Friday's drawing will be for $159 million jackpot. 
or $125.7 million cash payout. You know, it's kind of funny because I talk about a lot of this shit in regards to the lottery. And after you hear about all these news stories related to billions of dollars, when you hear millions, don't get me wrong, it's still tons of money. But you hear it and it's like, "Eh, millions, $125 million. Doesn't sound as effective as the billions that are going on out there. I mean, it's crazy just the amount of money that's being put out there. But so many different people need relief with all of this going on. It's I just take a look at it and go, I wish there was more that we can do. Want to talk about a couple of different things real quick. Yesterday, I was looking around, found some information. I I have to tell you, I am a big fan of of some of the concepts, or let me not say some, of the concepts that Dave Ramsey teaches. So let's talk about some of this. How to manage your money during a crisis if your income is not stable or if you've been laid off or furloughed. Now, he does talk about the baby steps. If you are familiar with the Dave Ramsey show, he talks about it on almost every single episode. Has some books that covers that, and I want to talk about some of this information real quick. So if you are going through the program, do pause your debt snowball. You need all the extra money on hand right now. Do make sure that your four walls, food, utility, shelter, and transportation are in order, are covered. Then pile up as much cash as high as you can. Do make a minimum payments on your debt if you can. Do cut all unnecessary spending from your budget. Think need versus want. Do look for a part-time job whenever you can find one. Do use any stimulus money to cover your four walls and then toss anything left over into your emergency fund. Do not, do not take out a payday loan. Run as far as you can from these snakes. Do not get a HELOC. That's a home equity line of credit. It will only dig a deeper hole for you. Do not stop paying for your mortgage. Shelter is one of the four walls, so make sure it stays at the top of the list. Do not, do not cash out your 401k unless you're facing foreclosure or bankruptcy. And that is what the financial gurus at the good old Dave Ramsey group are saying. Not everybody's going to agree 100% with it, and that's perfectly fine. I can only tell you the things that I have seen that he puts out, things that I've done for years, agreeing with some of the the concepts that he teaches. Believe me, not plugging Dave Ramsey, but when somebody has went bankrupt and become a multimillionaire several times over, they might have a good idea of what they're doing. Take a listen. If you want to follow along, you can go to DaveRamsey.com for more information, of course think that he does have some good info there. And I know that it's kind of a weird time to be talking about this, but I think that finances is always an important part of the conversation. And also it is an important part to continue to focus on those right now, especially in these times. Anyways, let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today. National Bean Counting Day. National Egg Benedict Day. National Healthcare Decision Day. National Orchid Day. National wear your pajamas to work day. Well, shit, man. I'm going to tell you, I've been so locked up that if I am working from home, why wouldn't I be wearing my pajamas all the time? Just something to think about, of course. Anyways, 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 that's what we have going on today here on the Rated R Safety Show.
So, like I did tell you, today was the contest winners. Um, we're supposed to be turning in their scripts for any of the ads they had won. So, those will actually start playing next week. Sorry about the delay, but we're going to get those up and rolling relatively quick here. Also, be on the lookout for some new episodes. Thinking about running some new contests starting off relatively quick here for Safety FM. So, if you do get a chance, give us some ideas if you have anything in mind that you'd like to see. If not, we'll run some other some other stuff there. Also, if you have taken a look or not taken a look, come by Patreon forward slash, or excuse me, patreon.com forward slash safety FM. That way you can take a look at what we have going on there. Kind of doing some fun stuff over at that particular portion of the network. So if you do get the opportunity of doing so, come on by. Anyways, besides that, that's all I have going on today. Want to make this... W- reference one more time we spoke about it yesterday so let's talk about it one more time today just in case remember that the national suicide prevention lifeline is there they can help you help they can help you with preventing suicide the lifeline provides 24 7 free and confidential support for people in distress prevention and crisis resources for you and loved ones and best practices for professionals for more information, go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Or call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.